Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Welcome to another episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm John. I'm Taylor. And we did it in a circle. Good job, guys. Yay. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for tuning in today. <laughs> thanks for turning your, your podcast channels to Us. the Insanely Haunted channel. Um, what am I doing? I'm sorry. Uh, this, is, this is an episode of Ghost Adventures from season four. Uh, called the Velisca Axe Murders House, and it takes place in Velisca, Iowa. Iowa? Is it Iowa? Iowa, yeah. Iowa. God's Iowa. country. God's, <laughs> God's country, Velisca, Iowa. As uh, Zach says. Just to, like everyone calls it. it. Iowa's not a country, by the way. Shut up, really? Wait, hold on. I actually want to see what can you look? Can you look this up, John? Yeah. Because, like, oh, so... Um, yeah, I found something that's written by Roy Marshall. Oh, so, yes. Oh, oh, hell yes. Let, let's get to that one. Y'all will hear more about Roy. Just put that name in your pocket, Roy Marshall. Um, anyway, I, I want to open this up by by uh, saying that Zach starts this out with a very solemn warning to everyone that Ghost Adventures depicts adult situations, and viewer discretion should be advised. And then right from that, you he, see... He doesn't just put the words on the screen. He has to he also says it. say it, which is nice for... Um, our, the blind audience. <laughs> Zach is being very, he's, he's reaching out to people who are, who are disabled and that's great. But um, I don't know if that was his intention. Uh, Most likely not. He just, <laughs> he just likes to hear his voice. Uh, it, the, he follows this up with a bunch of shots of him fake smashing things with axe, with the axe. Like a child. Like a little boy. <laughs> oh, that was lovely. The axe visuals and the, and the rotating visuals. Mm-hmm. Oh. Turn this upside down, and Ooh. the whole screen goes upside down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And That's the, great, eh? The very syrupy-looking fake blood. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's that shot with, with all four of them holding axes okay. or some sort of sharp weapon. Okay. And they're posing like they're on an album cover. Okay, so like the episode was filmed during like 2009, 2008, right? <clears throat> yeah, 2010. yeah. 2010. Oh wow. Okay, so this was written in 2008, and it said the trope in, in the in the thing that I'm reading in the front end. It says, the trope that Iowa is God's country is furiously spreading around the interwebs in the wake of this month's flooding in Iowa. And what? when was this written? This was written back, way back when, like 2008. Oh, okay. Wh- um, so, what? So, so I guess he was right. Did people on the internet kind of want to make this a thing, like God's country? Like they were trying to get people I mean- to... I mean, like, Iowa is also known as a corn state. Oh, so. corn. Corn, <laughs> and, <laughs> corn and God. God. The two <laughs> things you need. I mean, corn is basically every state in the Midwest. So this is all because of a bad flood? Yeah, apparently. So they are kind of maybe making a parallel. Oh, to, Noah. To Noah. Oh, I think so, yeah. Like, I think that's what's going on. Well, now <laughs> they don't have to worry about that because the Creation Museum in Kentucky has a life-size replica of <laughs> Noah's art. And that's like a lightning rod for for the wrath of the of the, of the the god. Literally, because it, 
it, it literally did get burned did down, which burn, is cool. Burned down once, um, and then they <laughs> built it again with taxpayer money. Yay! And then it got burned down again, I'm pretty sure. No, it's still around. Oh, fuck. But uh, Big Butter Jesus got burnt down, and then I think they're rebuilding. How many times does this have to happen, guys? What? No craven images, all right? Okay. <laughs> uh, can, can I point out that it has been three and a half seasons, and Aaron is still the uh, credited as the equipment tech and not as a full investigator, which I think is criminal, because Zach <laughs> sends him somewhere by himself to do ghost advent- uh, yeah. investigations every episode. He's not just an equipment tech. No. Definitely. Yeah, but I want to know, like... They mentioned two people there, uh, you know, when they start investigating Johnny Hauser and mm. Chris Deadman. We'll get to them later. Perfect, perfect name for a paranormal investigator. Right, but they describe them as like paranormal experts. And I just want to know what qualifies you to become a paranormal expert slash guy who lives next door. Good question, Taylor. Johnny says he's a paranormal expert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Uh, we should talk about the history of this place. Okay. We oh, haven't mentioned yeah. that yet. So the uh, Villisca Axe Murder House uh, was unfortunately the site of a grisly mass murder. Um, eight people. Eight people. When did this happen? 1912. So okay. a little over 100 years and ago. And shortly now. after the Titanic uh, sunk. Sank? Sank. Sank. Thank you. I don't want to pull a Zach. Um, <laughs> uh, so... Uh, what happened was this family and two young... So it was a, a mother, father, three children... Four and, children. Sorry, four children and two of their their young friends. Uh, they, like, came back from church, so this must have been, like, a nighttime thing? Night church, you know? Night church, and then they went to sleep, and then apparently there was someone hiding somewhere in their house, most likely the attic, uh, who came down and hacked them all to death in their beds. And weirdly, this person covered all the mirrors in the house. Yeah, that was creepy. That is really creepy. Um, and there were about three main suspects. One was a senator. Another was a creepy reverend who was known to spy on naked people. Um, hmm. like, like, like you do when you're a man of God. He probably did mm. a lot worse things as well. There was also a, a person who was homeless, a man... Um, who seemed to have suffered from mental illness. And also, I feel like this should have been, they should have led with this. They didn't talk about this until way later in the episode. The guy apparently slept with his axe. Yeah. Which, though, frankly, I could understand if you are homeless. But how did they know? Yeah, also, that's the other thing, is how do we know this? Did he say so, or are they just making assumptions? This was back in the day when police work was like 90% guesswork. Well, even the main... Or even the the the, the former, um, the detective. The former the the former detective. Um, he was saying that the the case was probably corrupt, uh, and or incompetent. Well, incompetent. yeah, because Reverend Kelly, they said that he had admitted to the murder, but was never but he, brought to trial. Yeah, there was no yeah. conviction, despite the fact yeah. that there was an a confession, which usually only happens when everybody has when people have no reason to believe in the in the confession so yeah the if we're presuming someone's innocence before the trial even starts that kind of says a lot yeah i'd like to know the reason why they didn't feel like he was worth convicting yeah they didn't they don't really go into that much in in the episode but then again this is ghost adventures 
And I'm sure we could actually find this information True. if yeah. we put in any yeah. research whatsoever. Because <laughs> again, any research is more than they do. But hey guys, we watch it just like you do without doing any research. Uh, so this is a good time to bring up Roy. Roy Marshall is the name of the retired detective who wrote a book about this case. He was very interested in it. And he's the one who tells us about these three suspects and who uh, uh, tells us the story about Reverend Kelly and his confession. Now, the other thing that Roy mentions is that he is a 100% skeptic, does not believe in ghosts at all, so naturally Zach wants to invite him on well, the lockdown. he does later say that he is open-minded, which is nice, and he does seem like a cool guy. I feel like Loki, though, he was just trying to, like, you know, get out of that situation, because he looked really tired. And... Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we sort of uh, get this weird story about the axe, this story that I found extremely confusing. Uh, because apparently Zach has acquired the actual murder weapon. If, if that is the actual murder weapon. If, if you can believe Zach Bagans, he has acquired the actual murder weapon. Well, and he like, says that they're going to try to obtain actual evidence to solve the case tonight. Like, I don't... Come on, that's dude. That's not ever going to hold up in any court of law, ever. Uh, plus... Your Honor, listen to this EVP <laughs> we found. Well, he even says, like, when, when he's talking to the camera, he's like, you know, this isn't just going into a spooky place and and scaring yourself scaring yourself this is a very serious field and 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 the things that we collect it could help uh, an unsolved murder case like he truly yeah. believes that you can solve like that that's legitimate evidence yeah. <laughs> do you guys remember in arrested development uh anytime job would mention the alliance of musicians i'm sorry the alliance of magicians there would be a still image of him with all his magician friends holding a sign that said we demand to be taken seriously <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh can we talk about the three ghost the three ghost stooges that we meet yes the paranormal mm. expert slash yeah. guy who lives next door yes oh that's the best chiron i've ever seen on this television show is johnny he he's the one who gets that uh that credit and johnny lives next door and he's apparently a tour guide and he's going through some stuff, it sounds like. He's going through some some really bad stuff. The Living next to this house very bothers him a lot. Like, a part of me feels bad for him. But again, part of me has that feeling again of, let, let's please not blame bad behavior on demons. Yes. Mm. That would be good to maybe take as much personal responsibility as possible. Yeah. Um. Uh, we meet Johnny, Chris, and Roland, and they three make up the uh, Midwest Paranormal Society. Uh, and Chris begins to describe what I have entitled Chris Deadman's Night in Hell. <laughs> uh, and really what it sounds like is happening is they had a spirit box session. Chris stood up too fast, got a little bit of vertigo. Oh, my. <gasps> does, does Johnny Hauser have a TV show? <gasps> That's Nick! <laughs> That's Holy Nick. Shit. <laughs> There's some history here, y'all. Oh my, you're hearing about it in okay. real time. Okay. Wait, what does it say? What does it say? Okay, so it's Johnny Hauser, like BS reverses. And so this Thursday, tune in as I try and find that wacky and wild shadow guy on Johnny Hauser versus only on the haunted space. Vidi space, the hashtag Vidi space, hashtag the haunted space, <laughs> hashtag the Malver Manor, hashtag JHV2. Hashtag Snickerhead. Jesus, getting that SEO just right. <laughs> and oh Nick Croft. That's no, that's Nick and his co-host from Paranormal Lockdown. Yeah. So Johnny 
And this one is posted on May 22nd. Yeah, but like, is Johnny one of his co-hosts? If so, this is awesome. Wait, we gotta look at... Okay. This is, okay. this is blowing my mind right now. <laughs> Let's look up... Alright, what's this show called? Paranormal Lockdown. Paranormal yeah. Lockdown cast. Oh, gosh. Wait, hold on, hold on. We're pausing right now. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, shit. Okay, okay. So, I think Where this is we... the same one. Um, Johnny Hauser is a cinematographer and actor known for Southwest 2013, Ghost Adventures 2008, and Dead Files 2011. So, hold on. Dead Files. He was on Ghost Adventures Axe Murderer, and then South... West Music Department, and let me see. This is amazing. Holy shit! Are you telling me Johnny's a musician? Also, is I think so. Oh my god! Okay, hold on. Let me see. Wait, this is oh, the radio. this is this is a radio. Holy shit! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Air date eight seventeen twelve. Tonight we will be talking about talking to the caretaker and tour guide to the Velisca Axe Murder House, the one and only Mr. Johnny Hauser. Oh my gosh, on the quiet, okay, and so then they go into the history of it, and then I think this is, oh my god, I think that's a radio show. It okay, is. so Go back, go back, go back. So it is the Paranormal Review Radio. radio. So Johnny, so if you're just joining us, uh, Johnny did a podcast back in 2012 <laughs> about the fucking Velisca Axe on the No, 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 this, this podcast is talking to... Talking to John. Oh, he's a special guest on yeah. this paranormal podcast yeah. uh, about the Velisca Axe Murder House. So Johnny has <laughs> done the whole tour about this house. He's been on TV. He's been on radio. Mm-hmm. The man has made a small career out of this house. But he does seem pretty sincere. Uh, Surely. But again, time, you know, make, make sure you don't blame. They say houses are vessels holding memories. If this is the case. Velisca Axe Murder House is a creature unto its own. I've seen this house change and morph so many times over the last ten years. It's almost like it has oh, a life Johnny. of its own, a personality of its own. He's grown a sadness beard. And every day it's getting smarter. I've heard so many theories about what could be causing the haunting. It's time to get down and dissect every single inch of this house and figure out what the real story is. Wow. Well, so okay, so J- Johnny Hauser versus is also a TV show. It looks like, or maybe an, a web series of his. Okay, it's a new live show on the haunted space. Let me see. The haunted dot space. I want to. I want to be clear about that. Mm. He got that. He snagged that dot space domain. Oh wow! So Nick Groff, um, the occult collector. But Nick Groff is on here. Oh, there's two seasons. <laughs> so this Whoa! is crazy, you guys. Okay, this is you're okay. you're here live for this deep dive on Johnny Hauser. And Nick Groff. Wow. So they did a thing together. Okay. Anyway, back on track. Yeah. Back on track. Back on track. Back on track. Um. Okay. Chris Deadman's Night in Hell. He. Uh. There. Chris, Johnny, and Roland doing a spirit box in the Velisca Axe Murder House. Um. He gets up. A little too fast, gets a little vertigo, gets lightheaded, um, thinks it's ghosts. Then they're like, hey, take your shirt off real quick. And he takes his shirt off and there's an L scratched into his back. Which they think stands for a legion because apparently the ghost or demon, when when asked, like, I don't know. Not how the m- TV show legion. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, were, like from the Bible. Right. Like, that when they, legion. When they were asked, the ghosts were asked, like, how many of you are there or something to that effect. What's your name? I think. Yeah. Was. What's your name? And they hear something that they think says legion. And what's great is that usually we just get these secondhand stories. We actually they actually recorded it, so we get to look at it. It does not say Legion. Yeah, no. 
um so right okay so they they're they're in the house with with johnny and with, the big clown yeah and yeah uh, Zach. The big clown the big clown my favorite part of this episode yeah the uh, other big clown because the, the show is hosted by three big clowns get it oh. so zach needs to cover up Thanks, the clown guys. and he has to also poke it to make sure that it's not a person inside like pennywise the clown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, he's sitting right next to a door as it uh, conveniently shuts, and he's literally right next to the door. Mm, and they mm. make it such a big point that it shut on its own. But it's like, come on. No, I didn't like, see your feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was no the recording of it. It was convenient. It's also a very drafty old house. I mean, and wooden floors. Doors probably just shut. Yeah. yeah. We do get another door shut There's later. Some that door is actually... stuff. There is actually creepy we'll door stuff in this. So, so I may be jumping the gun with that evaluation. Uh, so Zach goes. He, Zach and Johnny both get a creepy feeling from the door, and Zach is his move is to go in there and sit down. So Zach um, is in the closet. <laughs> uh, As we all know, trapped in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes out of the closet. Um, God, I wish after. <laughs> After trying to someday, someday don't don't rush him. Don't rush him. Okay, it's okay, Zach. We will love you. It's okay. It's good. Um, John, what have you found? Oh, Chris <laughs> Deadman. He's still out there. Wait, hold on a second. How far? How far do you think we have to scroll till we find something racist on Chris Deadman's Twitter? Probably, I don't know. <laughs> Not like, too far. But like, he has like a TV show too. God, oh, these wow. people. <laughs> They're connected. They're connected. Well, I wonder if the ghost hunting community is just like super tight. Yeah. Probably. I'm betting it is. Anyway. Anyway. It's almost like a fandom. I love it's the a ghost fandom. Yeah. 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 Fandom. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is Patty and, Lu Patty and Linda yeah. are next? So next yeah, Patty and Linda. So I don't really want to make fun of them no they, they do seem like they have post-traumatic stress disorder these two are definitely experiencing ptsd um, yeah they're, no. they're two sisters who used to live in the house with their family and they they say that they had a traumatic experience living there as, as children and and them revisiting for this episode is obviously really traumatic for them i think one of them goes into a full-on panic attack yeah they both kind of do yeah it's yeah. just that one of them has a much more dramatic one mm -hmm. um patty has patty has to leave it gets yeah. so bad linda's able to sort of cope um but still it's so unclassy that zach continues filming and continues yeah. pressing mm -hmm. these people yeah. It it almost feels like you're watching something that you weren't invited to watch. Yeah, like yeah. You're just a little bit uncomfortable, and you feel very kind of like, like sad, I guess, for mm -hmm. these women because you know, like this is a personal, private matter, and they're being pressed, and they feel really bad about like messing up the interview and things like that. But uh -oh. it's like this was one of the moments of very few that you're actually a little bit touched and realize like. Maybe ghosts are real, maybe they're not, but obviously this had some kind of an impact on someone for their whole life. Yeah, and they yeah. obviously had some sort of bad experience living here. Yeah, so. paranormal or what have you, but yeah. And just thinking about the physicality of it, like of the, the situation they're in where these people are having these really intense experiences with two guys holding cameras standing yeah. very close to them. It's really unclassy. Very and unclassy. Disrespectful. Um. Uh, Zach probably felt like he got a lot of great footage out of it, though, because he takes a lot of opportunity to explain, you know, this is what it really looks like. This is what... You uh, don't know what it's like until it happens to you. He also calls one of them sweetie. As oh, I he's, hate I that. hated that. 
as she's them. having a as she's having her panic attack. Yeah, he does that to a lot of women. Um, they were older than he is. Yeah. Yeah. So then, are we in the lockdown yet? Because I think this was. We're, we're getting close to it. The the lockdown was very did come very quickly. I just wanted to point out really quickly that Zach is not the only person who gets psychic blood visions while wandering around in these places. Aaron gets one in this yeah. episode. Oh yeah. And he's talking about how he gets flashes of blood covering the walls and says it's very freaky, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think we are in the lockdown at mm-hmm. this point. So um, they they first bring in. They cut right to bring it in, Roy, which tells me that they didn't get it. Shit. They did not get a single piece of evidence before this. Because mm. usually they wait till like halfway through to go get their guest star. They wanted to start off with Roy since he's a skeptic. N- and also, quote, he's, quote, still okay. kind of an open detective. Lovely. Okay. How <laughs> about that? Oh, man. They give this extremely belabored explanation of what EVP is to Roy. And as Zach is explaining it, it like I know he wasn't going for this, but he gets so forceful with his explanation that he's kind of like browbeating Roy a little bit. He is. I could, I could, I, I sensed that myself too. Well, and right before the lockdown, when Zach is standing in the house, he sort of goes into the doorway of the <laughs> stairs and he stands with an axe. And it's like <laughs> ominous Zach with an axe. And he's got his foot up on one of the stairs, oh, yeah. so he's like in an action pose. Like a misogynistic Captain Morgan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like a misogynistic Captain Morgan. Yeah. And you know, Zach think he he just thinks he looks so badass. He's like, oh, this is yeah. gonna be a cool shot. Yeah. I'm gonna show off my 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 big muscles and uh, the fact that I'm a dangerous motherfucker. <laughs> um, they catch um an EVP. Way later. Oh, yeah. Wait, oh, yeah, explain later. that. So um, they explain EVPs to Roy. He doesn't seem to be having it. Like, he just seems very bored and distracted this whole time. Um, probably also quite tired because it's like midnight. And, and it's been 10, 15, 18, 50 minutes without an EVP. God, it's my favorite thing in the world when they talk about how long it's been and how they haven't gotten any evidence yet. Uh, I think almost an hour passes before they actually got their first EVP. Very like, close to that. And when they finally do get that EVP... Which they think says, I killed six kids. Uh, I love Roy because he's like, I don't know, it could be someone swinging an axe or having an asthma attack. <laughs> <laughs> the note I wrote down here is, how many ghost hunters does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> Because uh, they literally call in Roland and Johnny again. So there are uh, the three Ghost Adventures crew, Roy, Billy, and then two other people. So there are seven people listening to this EVP, and it took all seven of them to figure out what the hell it was saying. They could hear, I killed, and then they couldn't make out the last two but until, like, John, just... Johnny's the one who gets it. Yeah. Johnny's the one who says, I killed six kids. But before that, the first, like... EVP slash like any kind of evidence that they get is in their words an unexplained noise and they're standing on stairs on mm-hmm. old ass stairs yeah and, and there's like a creaking noise yeah. and they're like what is that yeah. <laughs> an old house that's made of wood <laughs> couldn't possibly be anything else and okay the, so we're joking around about this but something very freaky happens in this episode. And, and I don't think they take it seriously they really, enough. They don't address it. Like, they barely even mention it. And they have to, well, and they have to be very tactical about it and call it poltergeist activity when it's just oh, like, yeah. 
The door fucking slammed shut yeah. 180 degrees. So yeah, they show us this. They brought in a motion-activated uh, camera, like you set out in your backyard when you live out in the country, and you're worried about the deer getting your vegetables. Um, they set up this camera, and supposedly while they're in there listening to EVP, they get this. So this is this is genuinely creepy. It's a it's pointed at a door that is open all the way, and you can see you can see the, the inside of the of closet. It. You can see the whole door. Yeah. Um, and they get what sounds like footsteps and then something hitting the door and the door moves like it has been hit and slams shut. 180 degrees. Like it doesn't smoothly begin moving. It like, and then slams shut. From completely open to completely shut. And, and there it, are two like distinctive footsteps yeah. before it. Mm. I just wanted to see like an actual like... A uh, blurry ghost, but with legs Same. and wearing like cowboy boots, just running. Clump, clump, clump. So this is creepy. Um, they do not talk about it at all in the actual episode. I mean, only they do. In, only just, in Zach's narration, though. Just briefly. I think it was after the fact, though. They hadn't realized during the investigation, yeah. and if they had, oh man, surely. Yeah. Okay, but surely. question: How the hell did they not hear that door shut? They were in a they different. They were in the barn. Yeah. They, they were. were yeah, they, yeah, they, they laughed, yeah. and then yeah, okay. like that's how they heard like whole. Gotcha. They send. They spend more time on the I killed six people <laughs> than the damn door slamming <laughs> shut. Like that's way more important. Yeah. Um, they go back into the house to do Spirit Box because they were aware that Spirit Box was successful earlier. This is part two of the it's investigation. Part two. Um, they, this is one of the funniest things I've ever heard from a spirit box session. And even I'm willing to admit that this sounded very much like words to me. They say, are you scared of us? And the spirit box says, no, no, <laughs> no, um, no. <laughs> they, they supposedly contact Lena who meows. I definitely heard a meow come out of the spirit box. Uh, they contact Paul, the, the son. Um, they hear things like want to play and everyone's fine which they think is the bad spirit trying to throw him off the trail yeah um oh and they they uh, zach asks who the murderer was and they think that they hear andy which was the apparent homeless individual who is suspected and this is when we get all those rumors about him by the way uh including slept with the axe yeah. apparently he was prone to outbursts would tell living, people that li he's gonna hack him up living on the street probably does that to you <laughs> But then they get another EVP. They kind of branch off. They send Aaron downstairs. Mm. Zach goes mm. upstairs. Oh, hell yes. And one of the first things is Zach asking <laughs> questions and then, quote unquote, unexplained laughter, which <laughs> a ghost laughing, it, it, it doesn't sound anything like it. If anything, it sounds like a little bit of static noise, but... But it would be funny if the ghost was laughing at Zach because, because he does something fucking stupid. Oh, okay, yeah. so, like, he just lays the actual axe so he lays down yeah he lays down on his then, back and then he lays the actual axe on like props it up and then he just lays right there beneath the blade in the path of the blade yes <laughs> oh man like, like how how was it standing i really want to know and how what was he, he propping this? it up with um was there any safety measure taken and if it had come down, would it be a ghost or improper safety precautions? <laughs> this just an OSHA regulation that yeah. they're not living up to. God, it was. Oh, it's one of the, like it's one of it's. He was he was begging. It was one of those yep. times where he does something really really dangerously stupid, like the time that he put his head under a, a 
into an elevator I shaft when the elevator was moving. I cannot oh, wait. Well. I can't wait to get to that episode. It's so funny. It makes me laugh every time. They could have seriously got her. Fucking decapitated. And it is in the middle of who knows, like Iowa. Like, where is the nearest hospital? Does yes. anyone ever stop in that moment and say, hey, Zach, maybe you shouldn't maybe lay under not. the axe? No. But then he's going to be like, this is what we do. This is what we do in this light of business. I, yeah, no, I would love to see the behind the scenes of Zach trying Actually, to justify this. Yes. I was clowning on Aaron because they did that thing where, where there's like the interstitial thing where Aaron goes, do you want to see the behind the scenes footage? And I was like, no. But now I kind of yeah, want to see this behind the scenes footage because I want to see the fight he has with Nick and the moment where Nick says... Fuck it. If Zach dies, I'm the star of the show. Who cares? Yeah. And we can do it my way. Aaron gets sent down into the basement for this part. Um, and while Zach is taunting death, Aaron insinuates that like the the murderers should go upstairs to mess with him while he talks to the children down here. Because murderers follow direction. Ghosts follow direction also. This is just like an EVP extravaganza episode. Really There's so is. many EVPs. Zach hits the ghost with this famous "You're the Devil" line. <laughs> I thought that was great. It reminds me of that. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched any like early '90s SNL with Mike Myers, but he's got a skit where it's actually a really insensitive skit. So I won't go into the details, but one of his lines when uh, "You're the Devil." When when uh, Nicole this. Kidman is offering him chocolate, he's like, "You're the Devil." <laughs> Is that a church lady bit? No. It's not a church lady bit. So some of the things that happen. So Aaron is actually kind of like really chill. He's always chill. Fucking chill with ghosts. It's it's because he has to be. He has to. These are his coping mechanisms to deal with really stressful situations that Zach forces him into. So he's just kind of like you know you know you know if you just want to like he's he's like conversational like trying to be on their good side. If I was a ghost, I would want to hang out with Aaron and not Zach. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And Aaron asks. You know, uh, who hacked you guys up in, with an axe? Like, <laughs> who was it? You know, just asking. Just say, you know, I just want to hang out. Um, you guys dead? Whereas Zach, you know, go back down to where Zach is with the the the, the axe hovering over his head. He's like, you want to keep killing? Push this axe on my face. <laughs> Literally taunting death, and he also at one point loses track, like his. He loses track of where the axe is and freaks out. <laughs> and he's like, Nick, tell me where the axe is, and he's bro. Moving, he's like moving his hand God. around, trying to feel for it. And Nick's like, mm. Nick, uh, Nick in, in his mind is like, please, just hit it. Just hit it. <laughs> Let this be it. Let this be it, please. End this. <laughs> I, I dropped out of high school for this. <laughs> oh. Honestly, the door slam is enough to make me like, question yeah. and I, like, yeah. I'm a pretty big skeptic but Same. like that's creepy yeah creepy. that was weird and they definitely did not hit hard enough on that like there was more time spent on saying how much time had elapsed before they actually got the EVP oh god there was so much of that especially with Roy and it's kind of funny how like you can see in his face that like he just wanted to leave Roy's well, like can I go and <laughs> it is kind of funny how all the activity we hear about after he leaves mm. I say Mm-hmm. But Slight also, bullshit. like he, like why, if you're trying to prove a point, would you keep honing in on the fact that you haven't gotten an EVP in yeah. God knows how long? Yeah, and this they, place is super bad TV. Yeah. They do this one thing that is like very demonstrative of their lack of knowledge on the scientific method, where they take a piece of evidence 
to be like extra real if it was preceded by a long period with no evidence. And I, I, I always forget what their justification for this is. They might. Because there doesn't like, seem to be one. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it doesn't. They get one last piece of evidence that is also a little bit creepy, but not like super weird, which is um, another motion activated camera that seems to catch a black shadow mm -hmm. uh, following Nick. Which they call a black mist. Wait, it's supposed to be following Nick? Well, Nick leaves and then apparently four minutes later on the camera oh, is when they get okay, there. four so, minutes later. I was going to say maybe it, it's It could have just been his shadow if it but... wasn't four minutes later, but the time difference makes it a little bit weird. But also you can, it just looks like the camera could be fucking up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They call it a black mist. Yeah. It looks more like a black shadow. Really? I didn't see anything. It was just up oh, in the really? corner. Like, it was just up in the right It corner. barely moved. Like, if like, you didn't see it, you way, can't be blamed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it was really, really not great evidence. I just wanted to mention it. For thoroughness sake, we're documenting this. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to watch these. <laughs> so this was, um, aside from the creepy door and, like, one or two things that I thought were pretty funny... This is kind of a low, it's kind of a low energy Ghost Adventures episode, I thought. Well, as in evidence-wise. Low evidence, low energy evidence-wise. Um, yeah. Although Honestly, the bit before with the two sisters was yeah. enough to kind of like put you down and yeah, like kind of bring the energy of the whole episode down. Yeah, really I think they me definitely, out. yeah, they definitely could have cut that out for a lot of reasons, mostly just respect, but like <laughs> oh, yeah, just yeah. respect you know? for these people who exactly. are having a hard time. And of course, mm. Zach probably wanted to use that material because it shows it, it's proof that it's really just, bad. Yeah, exploiting their suffering <laughs> for his sake. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, yeah. so don't be like Zach. Mm -hmm. That's the lesson I feel like we can take from the entirety of Ghost Adventures. Always. Just, mm -hmm. uh, anytime you catch yourself doing something you think Zach Bagans might do, uh, don't. Yeah. Also, do you guys ever notice that, like, and I think I've mentioned this before, but, like, he always talks about how they're trying to make a difference and trying to solve people's problems, <laughs> yeah. trying to answer people's questions, help them out if they're suffering. They never really quite do that. No, <laughs> these yeah. people like are always in worse shape than they were before. Because Zach always ends up like riling up the spirits and shouting mean things at them and then they leave. And it's like, do you think that helping people out just means getting evidence? Or just getting them on television? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Like, I don't know. Maybe blast the house at the very least, yeah. even though you're not qualified at all, and not that. It yeah, well, you don't need someone qualified. You can call Bishop James Long. <laughs> oh yeah, oh my god, I totally forgot about him. Yeah, oh, my gosh. who could forget about Bishop James Long? <laughs> um, or at so, the very least, like a, like three with sage or something like that as well. Yeah. Do like, something. Do yeah, do something. Just do some Positive. kind of ritual. Yeah. Some yeah. some kind of ritual to make these people feel better. Exactly. Yeah, or not... even just like 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 apologize for disrupting mm. spirits or you know some kind of amends kind of like yeah. when you go to a therapy visit they yes. never want to end on a bad note they always want to leave you feeling more positive at the end and zach does not do that zach would be a terrible therapist among <laughs> other things he's a bad listener <laughs> wink yeah <laughs> just a terrible person overall just a terrible person overall yeah okay so, bad. Do you guys have any favorite moments from this episode? For me, it's the the door because it was creepy. Yeah, absolutely, the door. I mean, like I said, I like to consider myself a pretty big skeptic, but the door was kind of hard to miss. As well as like you can't you can't possibly talk about this episode and not talk about Zach going under 
Oh yes, shit! Blade. That's you know my favorite. I mean? Yeah, like that's that's a quintessential Zach Bagans <laughs> historic yeah. moment. Yes. Face palm. Yes, and that's what he is or all axe about. Axe hit. Uh, axe face face <laughs> blade or chest. Looked like he it was over. What was it? Over it was over his face. face. Yeah. Oh, it cool. was in danger oh, of cutting oh, his face. Oh, he would have damaged that beautiful. I'll bet he has it insured. Sun-kissed oh, face sorry, of his. I was like looking through dead, um, Chris Deadman. Did you find like, Chris Deadman on LinkedIn? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Let's not yeah. do that. So he's like a prison CEO. He's gonna know you look Wait. at his profile now. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. Thanks for diving on that sword. So he went to Eastern Kentucky University. He's from fucking oh, no. Lexington. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. Um, so he was CD Productions, mobile DJ, and light production. Wow. Oh. That doesn't help the case for the sound. Mm. No, no. He was a sound oh, technician he too. Has, oh, he has an associate's degree in law enforcement telecommunications. <laughs> Whatever that means. That's interesting. <laughs> so he's done sound. He's done video. He's done entertainment. So you know he's legit. He's got eighty-two endorsements for. I mean, that's legit. I don't have eighty-two endorsements for that anything on LinkedIn. Oh, hold on. Let's let's browse. Although, those. hold on. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Let's hold browse those second. low hold endorsements. Hold on a second. Though. Endorsements okay. on LinkedIn are bullshit. Really? <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> you literally ask your friends. She's like, to, hey, would you please vouch for me? <laughs> yeah. I know you've never seen any of and my sound. And LinkedIn literally asks you to give endorsements to the people you're connected to. He doesn't voice that. So find me on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, and endorse me. Oh, please endorse me on LinkedIn. Um, if you want to follow our show, we're not. The show is not on LinkedIn, and it will stay off of LinkedIn. Uh, God willing, in the creek don't rise. Uh, but you can find us on Facebook, Insanely Haunted Podcast, or Insanely Haunted a Ghost Adventures Podcast, uh, where you can look at the beautiful art that Cassie makes for every episode. I'm really looking forward to this one because I have some ideas. I know it's your thing, but I have some ideas yeah. that I'd like to share with you. Um, uh, uh, also, this, we could probably consider this like the end of our season. One. Oh yeah, this is the end of season yeah. one. Um, because we are gonna, we're not gonna change things at all, but we, well, a little bit. We're still gonna do the same stuff. The it's show is, just, the show is not changing in any you, meaningful way. That's gonna make like a huge difference. We're just adding a few things. Yeah. So same stuff plus more. There might be a little bit of a delay in episodes. Yeah. Um. So so if that does occur, I will post about it right now. I will post about it because. Um, we're recording this pretty pretty far in advance, mm -hmm. and so we're not exactly certain how that's all going to shake out. But you will you will know if you follow us on Facebook. We just have some things to do over the summer, so. Um, I'd also like to say that if you find any relevant information, like Chris Deadman's LinkedIn, <laughs> Zach Bagans' LinkedIn, anything just like don't, that, don't or Johnny Hauser's like um, like season like shows and stuff like that too. But let's just make it clear. Let's not get to Zach Bagans' level of please stalking people. Please do not through. dox these people. Please yeah. do not dox these human beings who made this television yeah. show as gross as they are mm. um but if you do have any information relevant news articles just or just spooky stuff you want to share with us you can send it to insanely haunted podcast yeah. at gmail.com oh my god i almost forgot i just want to share with you guys i had a nightmare last night oh um with um uh who was the dude on the uh first episode first season of deadly positions the the guy who was Talking crazy in the basement. Oh, fuck. That, that one guy. Yeah, the dude. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the shadow man. Yes. That guy who did that fucking poem. Yeah. Yes. I had a nightmare last night that he was the chasing me. The light from the me. hallway crept into my room. He must be like in my mind. He got now. in there. The he shadow man's in, in you. Um, let's wrap this thing up. Thanks, Leandra, for the art. Thanks to Argo Fox for writing the intro and outro to our show thank you to taylor and jonathan for being with us on our last episode of the first season thank you for having me thank you for having me i think you guys might be 
some of our most recurring guests. Yes. Ah. Which yay. is great. <laughs> um, and I thank you to you, thank you to you, listener, because um, every time we upload an episode, we break a record of some kind, and that's all, that's all because of you guys out there listening, supporting us, giving us more support than frankly I ever expected to receive. Uh, so it's it's just really heartwarming, and and I and I love having you here. So realize, I hope you're having a good time too. We realize this is a very neat neat. Is it niche? niche. Yeah, this is a very niche podcast. Niche. I think you say it like that. <laughs> podcast. Podcast. <laughs> we realize that this is a really niche podcast, um, since not everyone knows about Ghost Adventures, but that's okay. And we love uh, all of you that join us and. And you know, share it with your friends. Have movie nights, or Just, sorry, have have ghost adventure nights. Um, you can and, play all sorts of games with it. And a five star review on Apple Podcasts wouldn't hurt either. Oh yeah, that would be nice. That would not hurt. Um, one last call to action. Oh yeah, don't forget to support your national and state parks and monuments. But remember to not ask the rangers about ghosts. And that will just about do it for us tonight on this episode of Insanely Haunted. Uh, Thanks again for listening. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm John. I'm Taylor. And you just heard... A a Class A EVP. Yeah.